today I've got with me Ray Kalnan from Radiant Energy. And as you can see at the bottom of the screen, you can visit her site and see all about her there. And next week we have two talks to wrap up with. So we've got Andy Hurst on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday we've got Rob Moore at three o'clock. And you'll have to watch that one live streamed on Facebook because he's in charge of the mic. So I am going to be on, oh, this thing called StreamYard. I haven't done that, so it's a new experience for me. So welcome, Ray. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to uh, be here. You're very, very welcome. And I met Ray as part of the Ladies Who Latte group run by the beautiful Victoria Sheridan, who has been helping me do my book pitch. And I'm pleased to tell you all that it has gone in. Now I need all of your energy, all of your positive energy, set channeling through to um, hopefully then say yes. So it's gone into Random House, into their um, non-fiction. And so, yeah, I am dreaming the cover. And I am visualizing the email coming in saying, yes, we want to talk to you. I'm doing all of the positive stuff to um, try and get, uh, the, the, yeah, to the place I, that I know I need to be, which is with that book. So I'm very, I, I'm just proud of myself that I got there. It's a bit like when I did an application for the PhD. I was really proud of myself for just doing that. Really, I'm a winner already because I've done the pitch. And Victoria was incredibly helpful. And I've made some really lovely friends I'd say through um, her networking group and um, incredibly supportive group as well I don't do very much now I don't really don't do very much networking at all um, but I do do it with Victoria because she does um, hold a really lovely positive space for everyone so that's how I got to know Ray and Ray lives very near to where I was born brought up grew up etc so we have a bit of a bond from that perspective so ray ray tell us a bit about your background a bit your backstory and then we'll go on to the subject of future life progression yeah certainly um yeah so uh i well as all stories start when i was born um i was actually um born into quite a spiritual family um, in that my mum did palmistry and psychometry, my aunt read tarot cards, and it was always sort of like around. My dad wasn't really, you know, wasn't really too much into it, but, you know, he was really supportive and would drive my mum to uh, spiritist churches to, to go there. And obviously, as kids, we used to go along um, as well, and it was absolutely um, brilliant to be in that, that atmosphere, that energy. So it's always um, sort of like spiritual things around us that you probably as a child, you just take for everyday thing. You, you don't really think too much um, of, of, of what's going on. But I was also quite an analytical child as well. So I was always asking questions, um, you know, why, what, how, where? You know, you can't do that. Well, why can't I do it? Because I said, no, 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 no. And no, 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 no. But it's like, but, but, but why? What, what's the reason? You know, so I was all, I feel sorry for my mum. She says, she does now, don't, don't worry about it. But um, yeah, so I was always asking questions, always wanting to find things, which was really interesting because obviously I had all this spiritual stuff, but I was also asking questions um, about it. And, you know, the, the analytical side was, you know, I persuaded my mum and dad to buy me a microscope set. I don't know why I was interested. Well, I wanted to go into the that science. I was looking at biology and stuff. Don't know where that came from. Um, but I remember once cutting my finger. And in those days, in microscopes, you actually had scalpels. Children were allowed to play with sharp objects. And I remember cutting my finger and I've still got the scar on my finger now. Um, but instead of thinking, oh, my God, I've cut my finger, my first thought was, oh, my God, I can look at my brother under the microscope. Um, so that kind of like tells you the, um, that, that kind of thing. So, so that was always about I dabbled as I got older in runes and tarot cards. Um, but it wasn't really anything major in, in my life, you know, and obviously you get teenage years 
boys, friends, you just kind of like, you know, the, the only real thing was, you know, I'd, I'd still um, have tarot card readings or friends would give me cut bits of their hair off, put in an envelope to give my mum to do psychometry on it, you know, what their boyfriends were going to do. And, and I was intrigued by the psychometry. I've never heard of that before. What is psychometry? Okay, psychometry is where you take an object and basically you tune into the energy of that object to get a reading. Um, so you read about that person. So if you had your great grandma, you were um, left your great grandmother's ring. Um, so I, someone who's doing psychometry would actually hold that ring, and they would pick up the energy of your of your great grandmother and tell you about them and their life. And that's how psychometry works. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, I've got some things. <laughs> yeah, watch yeah. this space. <laughs> So, so, so that's really what psychometry is. It's literally picking up objects, but you can do it from hair because it's personal to you. So, so it can be, so it can be picked up. Um, oh, so boyfriend, so we're having <laughs> these poor boyfriends were having bits of hair cut off. Oh goodness. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, uh, not ethical. Um, so, 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 so that was sort of like, yeah, dabbling, but not really. Um, you know fully fully into that um but obviously I was aware of it all and then um work took over etc and then I was um 2000 came and it kind of like I don't know how angels came into my life but suddenly I wanted to know more about angels and I even I signed up now at that time angels weren't really as popular over here as they were in America Island and Doreen Virtue and um, uh, Diane Cooper weren't really established then so trying to get anything angelic was an absolute nightmare you could really only get it at Christmas so I signed up for a Christmas catalogue just so I could get angel stuff and I had to order a couple of books from Ireland um, to, to get those over um, but then I had a tarot reading and basically the guy said that he could see me going on a journey, um, on a, on a life-changing um, journey. And he's kind of like picked up on Sri Lanka. And I had been thinking that I need to, to do something. You know, I'm in my early 20s and it's like there's more to life than what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, so I thought, OK, I'll go online. So I went on to the Lonely Planet. And they to to see about Sri Lanka, but they had an article on Peru, and I read it and thought oh, that's really interesting. Didn't think too much of it. Then a couple of days later, I turned on the TV, and Stephen Fry was doing a program on Peruvian bears. Now, with the background I had, that kind of like, oh, hold on a second, I've just looked at Peruvian. Maybe there's something in this. So I ordered some brochures. I wanted to travel um, by myself, but not by myself. Um, so I wanted to go with a group of like-minded people. So they were the brochures. Prices were kind of like, you know, because I was looking at three weeks plus um, and the prices, it wasn't it wasn't cheap to, to do it. And it's like, OK, I'll put that on the back burner. And then um, a few a few months, a couple of months later or so, um, I had to, my mortgage uh, was up. So um, obviously you remortgage, you look for a new mortgage company. And they made a mistake with the mortgage and they had to give me some money back. And it was the exact amount of one of these trips, the exact amount. And it's like, OK, so I need to book that. So I booked it. And then just before I was due to um, go, a colleague I was working with, her grandfather passed away and she was clearing out his attic. And she came and she went, you're never going to believe what I found in my grandfather's attic. It was an old Peruvian map and an old Lonely Planet Guide to Peru. It was like, oh, OK. Oh, my goodness. All the signals. Everything was there. And then when I got to the airport, we'd got caught in traffic and I was late and I was stuck in all these people. So I hadn't actually checked in, had no seat booked. I had to be literally, they had to open barriers to get me through the crowd to get my plane. But because I didn't have a seat, I ended up um, with, a, uh, with a couple who were doing the same trip as me. <sighs> Which was absolutely brilliant because when we got to um, Lima Airport, I don't really speak Portuguese. Um, and it, when, there wasn't really any English being spoken, but because they'd done a lot of traveling themselves, the, I went with the cab. And the um, 12 of us in the initial group, we just all clicked. 
it was it was like we'd all known each other from years, you know, and we had people from Canada, Australia, Ireland, um, Norway, England, you know, and we just all clicked and it was so amazing. Um, and then when we did the five, uh, the four day Inca Trail up to Machu Picchu, we were just all so supportive of each other. Um, the, the second day is the is the most is the hardest because you're literally going up like that. At some points, you are literally like that on on the steps. Um, and our guide said we were the only group who actually stayed and encouraged everyone else on there. He said normally when people got to the top, they went straight off to the uh, um, to go and have a cup of tea or a drink. But we were the only group who stayed till our, all our group had actually got to got to the top and then on the final day um you get up really really early to go up on to um to watch the sunrise over Machu Picchu now obviously the sunrise is same time every day but the sun gate it only goes through at that precise angle that lights up Machu Picchu occasionally we were lucky we got that um and wow. it was so amazing that there must have been about 100 people up there, including some children, and you would have heard a pin drop. That is how everyone was so like, oh, my God. And then whilst we were walking around, I was on one of the platforms and I just happened to look down. And for a few seconds, I just saw Incans below me and I was and I was an Incan. Didn't last very long, just a few seconds, but it's kind of like, oh, my God, have I just relived a past life? I need to find out more about this. Um, so, you know, and there are other things that, that happened during the trip. Anyway, I came back to England and it was October and I was sitting in the office and, you, you know, when it gets it gets dark early in October and it was dark and it was raining, it was stormy. And I was sitting in front of my computer and I thought, Do you know something? I'd rather be out in that weather than stuck here sat in front of a computer. And that's then set me on the journey of um, connecting more with the angels, um, finding angelic Reiki. And then that that path led me on to meeting people. Then I ended up, um, a friend of mine was doing hypnotherapy calls and she wanted to practice past life regression. She took me back. I was a 10-year-old child. Um, in the 1700s and I actually died as a 10 year old and I actually felt my heart stop as that 10 year old um it, it was just it was just so amazing so I kind of like look, wanted to look further into that um I thought you had to do past life regression you had to do hypnotherapy so I trained as a hypnotherapist turns out you don't have to do that for past life regression um so I was doing past life but but you know it's kind of like there's something missing Amongst all this, there is something missing. And then I came across future life progression. And it's like, ah, that's the missing link. If we can go backwards in time to heal our past so that we can be fully present, then if we can go forward in time and see what our future is, we get to experience it and bring that energy back to the present and we're not worrying about it, then we can, you know, we can be fully aligned and actually be who we're supposed to be now. So I trained in future in future life progression. So that's kind of like how I've 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 kind of like got into all these these different mo modalities. And you know, and along that way, you know, I do guided meditation. I read angel oracle cards, which obviously comes from when I used to read tarot cards. Um, so it's just all amalgamated, and now I'm able to use all of those different things to actually help people on their journey to find their life purpose. Um, you know, healing their past, creating their future and transforming their present. So they're actually in control of their destiny in the here and now. It's, uh, it's an amazing journey. It's bit, it, and it just shows that awareness of if you just, the universe will keep serving stuff up to you until you take notice and it'll keep showing you different signs. You just got to be um, present enough to notice what you notice. And sometimes some of it you don't need and it's not for you and you can let it go past you. But if it was for you, they'll they'll serve it back up to you again, won't they? Yeah, ex exactly. And needed, you know, and it's quite often, you know, people go, well, I was meditating, I was trying, I didn't get any answers. Well, sometimes you don't get the answers internally. It's once you've you've put that, that question, that query out there, you know, how can I do, you know, 
what can I do to resolve this situation? And that is to is to be noticed what answer because you will get the answers, but you just have to be aware of them. So it could be that song you hear on the radio. It could be that billboard that you drive past and there's words on there or something on there that will take you onto that next step. And it's always little steps. You don't get the whole picture. It is little crumbs that, that you follow because you know, you're not you're not given everything. You know, you do have to do some work at this, and <laughs> you just have to follow those crumbs to get you to the to the um, the result that you actually want. Yeah, we were talking yesterday when we were doing the um, exercise with uh, Rebecca Tompkins about the Dr. Emoto's rice mm. um, challenge and the fact that if you give yourself, if you give your attention to something, then um, it will thrive. And that's the thing: you give your attention to the question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and you give your um, intention with a positive outcome. Yeah. So set Always, your intention. The intention for a positive outcome to this question. Mm. Um, again, again, it's like you know, as you as you had been talking about yesterday. If you start thinking in negative things, you're creating that negativity to come towards you. Or that negative answer. So you think, you know, for the, for the, um, the, you know, the outcome for the high, the, for the positive highest good of me and all involved. Yeah, it's for you and everyone. I think that's the, the key there, isn't it? It's not you're not just being selfish and thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the the best intention for you and everyone else. I'm so jealous about your Peru Machu Picchu trip. That's on my bucket list. I've got Jordan, and and then I've got Peru and doing the steps and um that's on my bucket list i really really want to do that and um you just described just such an awesome experience I, it's it, you, you know i've i felt so at home in peru now and well obviously i know why i felt at home in in peru um you know and uh, since then i i actually um had did a shamanic journey i was on a shamanic retreat and I actually traveled. I thought I was actually going back to Egypt because because in the meditations for a long while, I was going down this passageway that was always blocked at the end. And I thought it was the um, Egyptian temple. I mean, I've been to Egypt twice. Um, but when I was on a journey, it was actually um, back to Incan times. And I, I was actually um, an Incan um, priest. And basically, I had got something wrong. And I was literally strung up by my big toe, oh. <laughs> and 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 literally, um, it was basically soul retrieval, and part of my soul in the past was was in my was in my big toe, and that's because in I've been strung up by my big toe um, because I'd I'd got I'd got something wrong. Those Incans are not nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. They they they, they weren't the most uh, friendliest of people. <laughs> Clearly, I don't want to go back then. I'd just like to go. It's just on my bucket list for now. It, it is. It is. A, it is a. It is a beautiful, beautiful um, country. What it's like, obviously, when I went, it was still very much developing. So, Oliantambra at the bottom of Machu Picchu, the town with the hot springs. When I went, there weren't really um, any proper pavements or roads. It was still kind of like dirt tracks and the springs were sort of like really low calls, you know, so there wasn't the hygiene and health and safety. And I think that's probably changed a little bit now, um, you know, because obviously from what I've been told, they've now got proper roads, which is good and pathways. But I think the springs have also become a little bit more. Oh, it's quite charming, though, isn't it, to go somewhere mm. when before it's, I know uh, my husband and I went out to Dubai. It's got to be. 28 years ago now and it did not look anything like Dubai of today and that was just sand roads and there were a few buildings but there wasn't very much and as you flew in it just looked like a little oasis in the middle of a, a desert and now that isn't like that anymore but I treasure that I treasure that memory I know that the people who live there some of the change in and the advancement is good and some of it is not so good you know there's swings and roundabouts yeah, with everything exactly but health and safety and hygiene, probably from that perspective, it's good. Um, but for the commercialization, it's a bit sad. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that's life, you know. We progress, don't we? We're in a commercialized society. No, I'm definitely um, very keen to get out to Peru and experience that. So you were talking about seeing the light as the sun rises. Yeah. How many times do you think people do see that? Is that um, is it a bit like the Northern Lights? You just never know. You just never know. I mean, our guide um, that that we had on on the journey. Um, he, this was his 10th, we, we were his 10th and he'd only seen it about four times in his, mm. in, his in these 10 trips. So, um, yeah. Just under 50, 50 then. Yeah. I mean, to be quite cheerful, the third day, to be quite, the third day is the most scenic because the third day is when you're actually going above the, um, Amazon. Mm. Um, so you, so you get the, you get all the beautiful, um, scenery and everything. When we went, it we didn't. We had sleet, snow. It, it was just mist. It, you know, and literally you are right against the the face because you've got these narrow pathways and you you can't see where the edge is. Um, but every now and again, you went into a cloud forest, and it was just so amazing how it how it literally changed because literally you'd have to be stripping off because there were trees and birds and it was warm and it felt like there was sunshine and everything and then a few minutes later you'd walk out and you'd have to put everything back on again mm. it it was just so so I look at it that it was it was um it was the universe saying okay we, we, you didn't get the most scenic routes view um on there so we, we make sure the sun comes through at the perfect angle for you That's yeah <laughs> yeah um so you say day two is really hard because it's like steep like that but then day three you're you get, going you're going downhill ah so you get the amazon at that point yeah so anyone watching who wants to do it day two is going to be hard but you get your reward on day three and then day four you're at the top is that um day day four you get up very very early in the morning to do another little steep climb but it's not as not as long um to actually watch the sunrise did you have to do pre-training for that then? Because it sounds very strenuous. Did you have to do um, some like pre-training? You you didn't have to. I'm, I mean, I I did um, before I went. I did a lot of walking everywhere. Mm. Um, but then, but then the trip I was on was kind of like a bit of a tra um, trek anyway. So, mm. so you know, there are there are other um, things we were walking with as well. So. Mm. Um, yeah, not easy to breathe, um, Edith said. Yeah, and because I was there for three weeks, I'd actually been able to acclimatise. So we started in Lima and then we worked our way up. Mm. So so we so we did it, so we did it slowly. But I do remember us coming down a coach, um, coming downwards, and a few people did start um having breath having breathing issues because of the um of the uh, descent coming back down. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so breathing um, is, uh, is interesting. Yes, Fran's saying her, her screen's frozen, but actually it's absolutely fine at this end. So um, I'll just say to her, you may need to, to log, log out and come back in. I checked the restream and the restream's fine. So it is just on Fran's screen. Sorry, Fran. <laughs> it does happen. It does use a lot of energy, this. And we are obviously channeling and talking about some quite high energy stuff here. So, um, yeah. I Yeah, I am. I think you just have to kind of, you know, work your way up to it. But I do think some um, altitude, yeah, preparation probably is a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, you d you definitely need to you definitely need to be fit, but then you you know you can chew the caco leaves. Oh, so Ooh. do they taste like chocolate? No. Oh, no, no, they don't. <laughs> but you see that the way that the um, Peruvians use it, they actually um, they they have they chew in their mouth with a with a um, bit of stone to break it up. That can't be good for your teeth. <laughs> You can get tea, and they, 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 they do they do they do they do serve they do serve the tea. So the um, cacao tea. Yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, I've had that, and that's quite bitter, isn't it? But it's really nice. If you put honey in it, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. And if you want an alcoholic drink, um, uh, Pisco Sour. Is it Pisco mm. Sour? Mm. I think it's Pisco, um, their they're local drink, and egg white. Need to know about that, people, because I think when you get back down, you might need an alcoholic drink. <laughs> <laughs> By the sounds of all this walking, I think Paul will be – I'm – going to try and persuade him but i don't know how keen he's going to be on the I, I we're definitely going to do jordan but um so where would you like to go next what's your next do you have a place bhutan. in mind bhutan, bhutan. yeah mm. um that's somewhere i really really um want want to go but again when i'm meant to go the money will turn up because yeah. that, is, that is not cheap you know they only allow so many tourists in a year and um, you have to have special passes. Although saying that when I was in India, um, I did actually meet um, someone who, she's got a friend who's a travel agent um, from the Nepalese and I could possibly um, do it that way around rather than actually going with um, uh, an actual main tour. They mm. can actually get you the passes and things like that in whichever way they do that um yeah. so, don't so, dwell on the detail no no so, so when, when i'm meant to go the money the money will be there um sophie's yeah. just offered to come to nepal with me which is great <laughs> and sophie's just done a run as well so you, you um sophie's just done a run um, a virtual run she's actually run but not yeah. on the actual run in the right place because obviously you, you're not allowed to do the running so she's quite fit and maybe don't want to go with Sophie <laughs> no offense Sophie but you know may not be quite as fit as you are but definitely if Paul if Paul bails then <laughs> well you can get the train up there you don't have to do the four day control you can actually get the train but but the, but but you do still have to get the train really early in the morning to actually do that <laughs> final climb Paul, if you heard about the train, I know you're watching, then you can't get the train. You're not getting on the train. Oh, Sophie's going to carry the bags. Good girl. <laughs> so let's now just flip that and let's talk about, so this kind of gave you the insight into a few more things that were available and you looked at um, past life progression. Now you started looking at future life progression. Can you talk to us a bit more about what that means? Because I was saying, you know, I do a future life meditation, but it's only within our present life. I know you do this into future lives. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Future life progression can take you anywhere. It can take you um, five years into the future, 10 years into the future, 50 years into the future, or into future lifetimes. Mm. Um, so you can actually get to um, see what, what your next lifetime is. I mean, my next lifetime actually is not a lifetime because this is my last ever incarnation on Earth. And when I was went into my uh, future lifetime, I was part of the universe um which oh, was wow. which which was absolutely amazing and confirmation of something i already knew but um you can actually get insights into your into your future life um there was uh, one woman that um I've, I've done future life with uh she we we she went into um a future lifetime or her next lifetime and she actually um saw herself teaching not teaching as we do now um, in in the in in the future. Um, so, so people don't need to worry. Earth is still here, you, you know. In a hundred, two hundred thousand years, Earth is still here. But teaching is different. And she saw herself doing this teaching. Now, what's interesting is she didn't have children of her own, or she doesn't have children of her own, and she's not remotely interested. wasn't interested in teaching at all. But what she experienced in that future, because when you go into a future lifetime or even into the future in this lifetime, you actually get to not only communicate with your future self, but you get to step into your future self. You get to feel their emotions, um, how they think, how they feel, how they dress. And it was quite powerful for her that when she came back, she decided that she was actually going to um go and do uh train to be a teacher 
Yeah, goodness. I've done future life, so I wouldn't call it that. It's just a, a part of NLP practice. You can do these. Um, there are a couple of processes that take people. There's a couple of meditations that take people um, either into the future or into um, let them kind of go into someone else um, and feel what that person is feeling. And it's incredibly powerful. You don't have to have a spiritual belief or any um religiously based relief uh beliefs to use these processes to for your own benefit for your own and to enhance the life you're living um it doesn't really matter what you believe it's just about accessing different energies and i know i do a self-love meditation where people can see themselves through the eyes of someone who truly loves them and that's incredibly life-changing meditation and I said to you today, would you be prepared to do a meditation with us, a future life progression meditation with us? And you very generously said yes. So um, I think that would be an amazing thing if you don't mind doing that. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to say if anyone's got any questions, um, it would be good to ask them now. Um, so put them in the ask a question area and then in about you know a couple of minutes we're going to do a future life and whatever that means to you whether that's five years ten years into a future life whatever you you know that means to you you do it your way but um, Ray is going to very kindly do that guided meditation how long do you think that will take Ray? Um, I no, the full session with me is is about two hours but uh, yeah we're not on, doing that no no but on workshops I can do it 15 20 minutes yeah so we'll do about a 15 minute um future life progression meditation quite small just a taster because then if you enjoy it then you've got Ray's contact information there and you can contact her and you know revisit that um with her but this will just be a kind of an insight and a taster for uh, an experience for people but yeah so if no one's got any specific questions Sophie does anyone have any questions about this over on Facebook because obviously we're live streaming on Facebook hello everyone on Facebook and anyone on YouTube um pop your questions in anyone watching us live on here on Crowdcast if you can pop your questions into the ask a question area if you haven't got any questions I'm going to hand the screen over to Ray for 15 minutes and she's going to run the meditation and then we'll come back and we'll just have a final wrap up and a chat about that and the experience of it. I'm going to take part as well and, uh, and we'll see how we go. Okay, so I'm going to hand the screen over to you, Ray. It's all yours for the next 15 minutes or so. Okay, so um, I'm hoping that you're all somewhere where you're not going to be disturbed. Um, so what I need you to do is just make sure you're in a nice comfortable position and just close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, just give yourself permission to relax. Take a deep breath in and on the out breath, just release everything that doesn't need to be in this space at this time. Take another deep breath in. And on the out breath, just release everything that doesn't need to be in this space. And allow your breathing to fall into its natural state. Every in-breath relaxing you more and more. And every out-breath just releasing everything that doesn't need to be in this space. And just allow your jaw muscles to relax. Let go of any stress or tension in your jaw. Maybe move it a little. And just become aware of your feet. And imagine a soft golden glow. Begin to enter your feet. Allow it to fill your feet with warmth and relaxation. And let your feet become more and more relaxed. And now feel that soft golden light move upwards, up to your ankles. Feel your ankles become warm and relaxed. And let the muscles in your ankles relax, letting go of any tension as you do. 
And now feel that soft golden glow begin to move up into your lower legs, into your calves and your shins. Feel those areas becoming heavy and relaxed. And let the muscles on the top of your shins relax. Just allow them to let go. And now feel that soft golden light move into your knees. Allow the warmth to fill your knees. And let your kneecaps relax. And the back of your knees relax. Feel the muscles around your knees relax. This warmth now begins to move up into your thighs. Big muscles in your thighs can relax now. Let that warmth flow down from the tops of your thighs and into the back of your thighs. And feel the back of your thighs. Sink deeper down on where you are sitting. And now let that warm golden light move into your hip and pelvic area. Allow your hips to relax and feel your buttocks as they sink deeper down into where you are sitting. Let those muscles relax. And now that warm golden light can fill your abdomen. Imagine, intend and allow a ball of golden light to fill your abdominal area. And I wonder if you can even feel some warmth from the ball of light. Now take a deep breath into the ball of light and feel it expand and allow the warmth of that ball of light to nurture you. Now let the light move up your spine. Feel as it bathes each and every one of your vertebrae. Become aware of the soft and pleasant vibrations of that warm golden light flow up the spine. And as it flows up your spine, it also starts to flow automatically and easily into your chest. So with each breath you take, your lungs fill with the warm golden light. And as that happens, allow the golden light to start to flow from your chest into your shoulder blades and into your shoulders too. And slowly and surely down your arms, through the muscles of your upper arms. Feel those muscles expand with the light. And as they do, that light can flow down through your elbows, into your forearms, your wrists and your hands. And now let your mind move to your hands and fingers. Feel the warm golden light fill each finger. Feel it fill the palm of each hand. And now allow the light to flow into your neck and throat area. Feel your neck and throat begin to relax. You can swallow gently and feel your throat open. Maybe separate your lips slightly and then close them. And let your tongue be comfortable. And find a relaxed position for it in your mouth. And feel the warm golden light as it fills your entire head and face. Your ears can relax, as can your eyes and eyelids. And allow the space between your eyebrows to relax, to assist in your forehead relaxing too. Let the muscles of your forehead be smooth and comfortable and relaxed. And let the top of your head relax too. Just let go and let your entire physical body, from the tips of your toes, all the way to the top of your head, 
be completely relaxed. And now I want you to see, feel, imagine or know yourself outside a beautiful building, a beautiful building of sandstone. And you're at the top of five steps, five steps leading down into a courtyard. And we're going to walk down these five steps, each step relaxing you more and more. So walking down the stairs now five, going further down the stairs four, further down the stairs three, further down the stairs two, all the way down the stairs one until you're in the middle of a beautiful courtyard. A courtyard that may have flowers, it may have a water feature, but what you notice most in the middle of this courtyard is a carpet and you know that this is a magic carpet a magic carpet that is going to take you into a future lifetime. And as you walk towards that magic carpet, you notice it rises just slightly and shimmers. So you step onto this magic carpet and you sit down and you feel it mold around you and it feels so safe and secure. And you notice the colours on this carpet, maybe the reds, the blues, the golds, the greens, so vibrant colours. And it feels so safe and secure to be on this beautiful magic carpet that it's going to take you into a future lifetime. And slowly the carpet starts to rise and you feel safe and secure. And you feel the uplift as the carpet starts to rise. And you can feel the air on your face as you rise further up, feeling safe and secure. Rising further and further up into the air till you're above the sandstone building, above the courtyard. And as you look down, you may notice trees or the ground or grass, maybe other buildings. And you can feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. And as the carpet starts to move forward, you feel a slight breeze on your skin. And it feels so beautiful as the carpet moves forward, going forward, flying forward in time. And the breeze starts to pick up as the carpet moves faster and faster, moving forward faster, faster as you look down. The ground below you just seems to flash by and you just see flashes of colour. And you know that you're going forward in time. Forward maybe five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, 2,000 years, 100,000 years. Going forward, 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 all the way to a future lifetime that's important for you to explore now. And suddenly the carpet starts to sink down and you know that you've arrived in a future lifetime. A future lifetime for you to get an idea about something you need to know now. And the carpet gently sinks down. And as you step off the carpet, I'll give you a moment just to get a sense of where you are maybe who you are, what you are. And maybe you just look at your feet and work your way up to see what form, if any, you are. What you notice around you. 
What can you see? What can you feel? What can you experience? Just allow it to come to you in whichever form it may, whether that's a thought, a knowing, an image, a sound, a color. And get a sense of what that future you is doing. Do they work? Do they play? What do they do? Just get a sense of that. Get a sense of who they are with. Have they got a special skill or a talent that they're using? What energy do you pick up? What do you feel from this future you? Just allow it to come to in whichever way it chooses. And you get all the positive information that you need. And you can even ask this future you a question, a question that you may want to know the answer to now. So ask that question to them. What advice are they going to give you? Again, don't overthink, just allow it to come to you in whichever way is easy for you to understand. And now I want you to step into that future you, whoever or whatever it may be, and really get a sense of who they are, what they do, what they've achieved. And as you do, where do you feel that in your body? And just concentrate on that part of your body where you feel that energy. And if need be, give it a color. What color is it? And now just think that there's a switch that you can just turn the switch and dull that feeling, that color up. Just allow it to fill you completely into you physically, mentally, emotionally. Get a sense of that positive energy of that future you and the answers to your questions. And you know that you're going to bring that back with you. And now as this is only a brief time, step out of that future you and thank them for giving you the insights. And now you step back onto your carpet and you settle down and it molds itself around you again. And the carpet starts to rise up. And you start to feel the carpet move back, coming backwards in time, speeding backwards, 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 backwards all the way back from your future lifetime, however far in the future that may have been. And then the carpet starts to slow down and you realize that it's now hovering above the courtyard. And you feel the carpet just sink down onto the courtyard. And you take a step off the carpet and you walk back to those steps. And in a moment, I'm going to count you up those five steps from one to five. Each ascending number will bring you back to the current, to the here and now. Bringing back those feelings, those answers. So we start walking up the stairs now, one. Coming further up the stairs, two. Further up the stairs, three. Further up the stairs, four. Wiggle fingers and toes. Further up the stairs, five. Fully back, fully present. Open your eyes, move, wiggle fingers and toes. Make sure you are fully back. If you have water, drink some water. And welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. That was wonderful. And we also got a really lovely view of all the aloe vera behind you, which was like, it was like being in a garden as well. <laughs> Yes, they just expand and grow from one plant 
this is about the fourth year every year. Well, I used to have to do it once a year. Now I have to do it two or three times a year. I just have to keep repotting and then putting the message out. Does anyone want the baby aloe vera from? <laughs> if anyone needs aloe vera, I think there's a few. I've got them in every room. <laughs> good very good for your health and your energy though to have those in the background that was amazing that was incredible and it's very very similar to nlp practice i find <clears throat> about the amplification using amplification yes. and noticing what you notice and connecting with all the resources that we know we have inside of us but just don't use yeah yeah so, you know, and some, you know, and um, there's a question, your higher self is actually your future self giving you information in the current. Oh, so we've got a question and I'm not surprised about this question. Um, it says, do you have a recording for sleep? Because you, it was, I, I had to like, kind of like, okay, you are meant to be paying attention here. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do actually, um, uh, if you um, sign up to my weekly newsletter, you do actually get free um, relaxation meditation. Um, so, so yes, I do that. But also on my YouTube channel, you know, I, um, I post uh, guided meditations on there as well. Although mm -hmm. I haven't put a sleep one on there, um, but uh, yeah um yeah it was I, so it was so relaxing it was so it was the carpet it was the carpet when we came back i was like no i don't want to get <laughs> off the carpet and go up those steps stop it now i want to stay here no it was really relaxing but also really insightful as i say we've got all of these resources inside of ourselves we often just don't access them they're all filed away in there aren't there and they're open to everyone and as i say this is not about spirituality as much as just accessing all the resources that you have in your imagination we are blessed as um humans to have this powerful thing called an imagination yeah. and we and we can imagine a new future for ourselves if that's what we want and we can also tap into all of that um resources inside of ourselves and you know if you have faith you're very blessed and you can then tap into something that's slightly deeper but you don't have it's not necessary it's not necessary no, to have that exactly and you know and scientists you know, there's, scientific, there's science behind yeah. um, future life and past life regression. You know, Brian L. Weiss, you know, all the um, the documentation he's got of taking people back into the past, you know, all, all, the, all the future stuff. And it's amazing how many CEOs of, of businesses actually use future life regression. Um, and Jersh, who um, really brought into the fore, you know, she has got clients in big business um, so you'll be surprised who, you know, which businesses actually look at future trends. Yeah, absolutely. I know that a lot of um, very successful business people use a lot of holistic practice in their business practice and use it. And, and they really harness the power, harness the power of it. And, and that's what you need to do, especially creative. So as we just kind of come to a close here, we always ask our guests, you know, what piece of advice, what one piece of what one thing would you say to creatives that will really support them as they, you know, in their future but you know especially at a time like this as we've been in a, a period of pandemic and we're you know slowly starting to emerge is there one thing that you would um say people should think about or consider or one particular practice that they should do um well like, meditation you know is it's always it's, it's always it's always the main one thing me um you know and it doesn't have to be you sitting there like this for several several hours you know, a, me a meditation can be cleaning, wash, cleaning your teeth, five inches cleaning your teeth, just concentrate on, on the cleaning of your teeth. Guided meditations are absolutely brilliant because they give the left side of your brain, that chattery side of your brain, something to do, which allows the right side of your brain, your uh, um, knowing to your creative side to actually come into the fore because your left brain's being given something to do because it doesn't like not doing anything. So your right side can actually get more creative. So if you if you really feel that you can't do the, the meditation, then um, a guided meditation. But quite often what I'll do, if I'm in situ, I'll just let you go into, into a bathroom and, you know, it's kind of like, and that's all I do. I just literally breathe into my heart 
and I feel a, a, a piece of relaxation for, um, around you. So I would say, just take that 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 breath, that that few minutes, just to connect within within yourself, but also to be unique and embrace who you are, and don't follow the crowd because. I've noticed that uh, there's a lot of stuff going around where everyone feels they have to be following what everyone else is doing. And anyone who's showing any um, of, their, of their own authenticity, their own knowing is kind of like being, well, you're not part of the crowd. Don't worry about it. Embrace, accept and embrace who you are because you are the most perfect, unique person when you were born. Um, you know, don't follow the crowd, just be, just be you um, and let your inner self, your inner knowing, your inner wisdom, your inner creativity to come out and don't worry what other people say because they're not you. You only have to worry about yourself. That is the most powerful piece of advice. Don't follow, don't feel you have to follow the crowd. Life is not a competition. You are you were perfect when you were born and you are perfect now. You are exactly who you should be right here, right now, doing what you should be doing right here, right now. Have powerful confidence of standing in your own self and being you. Thank you. You're that welcome. was an amazing piece of advice and I hope everyone heard it. And if they didn't, you can watch this back on record. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what people need to hear. You are perfect as you are. You are being the perfect you right here, right now. Carry on doing it. Exactly. You know, I, th I think back to, uh, you know, and again, you look back at your childhood and you, and you see where patterns were. You know, as a mm. child, I didn't follow, you know, I had friends both in the geeky side and the sort of like cool kids because I never followed the crowd. You know, I, I remember a friend saying, well, if you don't want to do this, then you can't be my friend. And my my response back then, you know, now I know why, but I didn't know then was, well, if you can't accept that I don't want to do that, then do I want to be your friend? The most painful thing we can do in life is not live our authentic selves. It is so painful, uncomfortable being someone trying to pretend to be someone that yeah. you're not. Don't try and pretend to be someone else. Just be you. You are amazing. The biggest, I mean, it's like a trillion to one chance of being born. Yeah. You were born. You've already made it. You're already winning. It's a gift. Now use it and, and be true to you. You're put here for a purpose. Exactly. Be that. Be that. You are perfect every day just being you. It is exactly. not a competition. Cut your own furrow. Yeah. Be, be loud and proud. And when they come and they troll you, just know that it's just because they don't feel enough. They don't feel they feel inadequate. And that's OK. Have compassion. Have compassion because they haven't heard this. They haven't heard the words, uh, but they will eventually. And if you yeah. just mirror that back to anyone who is unpleasant or tries to get in a competition with you, it's OK. It's OK. I feel your pain. You know, it's okay. You can okay. vent on me. It's all right. I don't it's, mind. It's, it's your it's your journey. I'm I'm not I'm not part of part of your journey. And you mm. quite often find the more positive you are, um, that the you know people there are slightly more negative may be more attracted to you because mm. they can feel that pull of that positivity and really they mm. want that positivity. So when you stay in your positivity, you actually start helping other you know you can start helping other people you know if someone cuts me up on the road you know it's kind of like oh my god what they've done my my thought is oh i hope your journey on is is, mm. is, is safe I, I don't know what's going on in your life today but have a safe journey yeah that's it isn't it it's like reframing again great nlp techniques there is reframing it and seeing how that you've supported someone else and that's a great thing if you can support a couple of other people in your day to have a better day how amazing is that you've you've served you've served your purpose for that day and um embracing the energy and moving it forward in a positive way we all want to give a kind word or a compliment yeah. to someone and it makes it makes their life better and that's lovely isn't it so yeah. no you've made you've made our day 
so much better by sharing this hour with us. And I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for your time and for bringing your amazing, powerful energy. And that conversation about Nepal was incredible. And I'm um, doing the, the, I'm going to go back and watch that and do that again because then I can slow you down. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty is you can do the future life again. Yeah, exactly. And um, if anyone is interested in what Ray does and you want to explore it more, you found that uh, has been intriguing, then visit her website, which is um, Radiant Energy. And she's got a YouTube channel as well. And I know that you're always open for anyone contacting you. Yeah. So, and if you want an aloe vera plant, obviously you're going to have to eat that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got plenty here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone who's been watching. Thank you, everyone who's been watching us on Facebook. Thank you for your questions, everyone. And we will see you here, same time, same place, next week with Andy Hurst, who is an artist, art conservator. And we're going to find out what that means. He um, preserves, protects, and restores artwork. So it's going to be fascinating. Thank you, Ray. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you um, to everyone who's watched. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.